Hello and welcome to another episode of Dirty Dishes and today I'm going to talk about getting a mammogram. Um, yesterday I had my first mammogram ever and I think they recommend by the age of 40 that you have your first mammogram done if you have no family history. Now I'm not a doctor, I'm not a nurse, I'm just a regular person so do your homework, do your research when you're supposed to have your mammogram, contact your physician, um, your nurse practitioner, whoever, and um, follow with, up with them about the best way or the best time to have your mammogram done. But with that being said, um, it's an interesting experience and I never understood why mammograms had such a bad reputation until yesterday. Um, I know I had heard it called the boob squish, the, you know, flattening my breast machine, the pancake boob machine. Um, I've heard it called a lot of different things for this little procedure. And it's one of those things that I can say it is somewhat true in my opinion. Um, I think that it's something that is a necessary evil Kind of like when your doctor recommends a colonoscopy or they recommend some kind of um, uncomfortable test that you've heard horrible things about. Um, It's never easy to push forward with those types of tests. And that's what I want to talk about too is that um, a lot of times we don't want to do certain types of testing. We don't want to know the results or maybe we feel that it's not necessary or in the case of getting a mammogram you think to yourself well I do self breast exams at least once a month I'm good right Um, and I think doing the self breast exams is great but I also think we have to go out there and do the necessary evil which is the mammogram Um, I think it's important to go out there and do that I think it's important to get up close and personal with an x-ray technician and that's the other thing I want to talk about so you really have to put your pride aside when you're going to do a mammogram you have to really um, just be comfortable with who you are it does not matter what you weigh it does not matter what you look like it doesn't matter if you have tiny breast or the biggest breast anybody's ever seen Um, you have to put that all aside because Honestly, the tech has to handle your boobs. I don't know how else to say it, but the x-ray tech actually has to maneuver your boobs a certain way to get the best pictures for the mammogram. And you want the best pictures because you want to see if there's anything going on and you want to see if there's any issues. So you have to kind of put your insecurities aside. You have to just say, hey, these are my boobs. I don't care. You have to realize that the mammogram technician it has probably seen thousands of boobs and it's just all in a day's work. It's kind of like going to the gynecologist. You know, your gynecologist has seen how many hoo-hahs and has seen you know, how many STD, you know, I I could go on and on, but it's important. It's one of those things that I think I was trying to push to the side and I was trying to blow off because in a few days I turned 41 and I kept pushing it off, pushing it off. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. And finally my partner convinced me, Hey, you need to go. 
you need to get this done. I understand that you don't have a family history currently, but it's important. You still need to go. And so I did it. And honestly, this is how I think uncomfortable mammograms are. They're uncomfortable from, you know, just being nude in front of somebody. You're basically nude from the um, waist up. And you have to put all your insecurities and your nervousness and your doubts to the side. But this is what the mammogram place did after I was done. After my mammogram was completed, they had cookies. I'm telling you, that is the way to go. Like, if you're going to do something like that, if you're going to have a major test and you're already nervous about it and you're already feeling all these things and you don't know what to expect because this is your first time doing this type of testing, um, I say, excuse me, I say give them cookies. I I think that's a magical thing. I was never more excited than to get a chocolate chip cookie after completing my mammogram. It was like hysterical, but it was great at the same time. It's kind of like, you know, you just had a prostate check. Here's a beer. Like, I mean, you know, if you're a guy, I would think that's the way to go. You know, you go get your prostate checked and you're there after that. They're like, here's a cold beer. You know, I know that was uncomfortable. I know that was nerve wracking. Here you go. Um, or, you know, if you're not a beer drinker, you know what? Here's a steak. Here's a burger. Here's something. Here's a coupon for ice cream because you completed a task that is ultimately embarrassing to an extent. And I'm your doctor and I just had to, you know, check a very sensitive part of you. So I think it was really great that there was something yummy after having something that was a little bit nerve-wracking because let's face it anytime we go into testing like that whether you're a man or a woman or non-binary you are nervous you are in a place where um you're just uncertain like you believe in your deep down in your core that nothing is wrong with you but there's always that tiny voice that says what if there's always that Um, voice in our heads telling us, you know, maybe something is wrong. Maybe, you know, we don't have a family history or maybe you come from a long line of women or men who have had breast cancer. And that's the other thing. Men can have breast cancer too. Um, And it's not talked about a whole lot, but you know, I don't want to leave the guys out of this because they can have breast cancer as well. There is a history for that. Um, And that's something that you can discuss with your doctor and have a conversation with them. But there is, there are men that have had breast cancer. So um, that's something you can look into and do your own research on. Again, I'm not a doctor or anything of that nature, but I have heard of men getting breast cancer. It it does happen. Um, I think it's important that we put our pride aside in a lot of cases when it comes to medical testing. If we're men and we need to have our prostates checked, um, that's kind of an embarrassing situation and not all guys want to do that. And I think it's important though that we do that because that's our health. Um, That is our job is to take care of ourselves and this fleshy vessel that we control. And I think 
it's something that you can probably research online. I don't know if that's a good idea or not. I don't think it would have been a good idea if I had researched mammograms prior to me going and getting a mammogram. I think I probably would have would have been like, you want me to do what? That's what they want me to do. I probably would have been more nervous if I had gone in and um, did some research and and saw a YouTube video or a TikTok video, somebody getting a mammogram. I think, I don't think that would have helped me. Now it might help you. I don't know, but it wouldn't have helped me. Um, That's where the internet is really great. Um, is that you can research things and you can kind of find out ahead of time and you can kind of figure things out maybe if you're curious, but it can also hinder you. It can also make it so you're more nervous, you're more aware of what's going on and you could potentially, you know, kind of maybe make yourself extra nervous. And I'm not a big fan of being extra nervous especially in situations with something that you've never done before. It's a very private area. You know, it's, it's not something that you walk around with your boobs out, you know, it's, it's, uh, unless maybe you're headed to a nude beach. I don't know, but I think it's important that we do these. I think it's important that we do these necessary tests and even, when we have doubts or insecurities or we're feeling scared, I think it's important to go forward with those. Um, because I think we hear stories sometimes of people who waited or who never got the proper testing done. Um, and sometimes they have regret because they didn't follow up right away because they didn't take the time to maybe do some preventative testing and, Um, I don't want to be filled with regret and I don't want to be filled with um, a sense of dread because I could have gone and had this taken care of sooner. And I I think it's really easy sometimes for us to um, ignore proper testing, um, to ignore getting the cholesterol checked, to ignore the fact that our blood pressure is high or... um, just not doing proper maintenance for our body in general. Um, I think we say live and let live and that's a great thing too. But I also think there's something to be said for doing our preventative maintenance, for doing the things that can help us out in the long run. Um, I don't think it's good to just ignore a problem or bury our head in the sand. Um, I think it's important that um, we move forward and we try to do the, that testing that needs done and not just ignore where we're at. Um, I I tried to ignore it, trust me, but I had, um, a cheerleader in my corner with my spouse telling me to go do it. Um, sometimes we need to cheer on our friends too, right? If, if they're going to go get a mammogram, colonoscopy, prostate check, whatever preventative services they're going to go get, because there's a lot of preventative services out there. Um, I think we have to be their biggest champion and we have to say, you can do this. You can go, you can get your boobs smushed like a pancake. Um, (laughs) you can go turn your head and cough, whatever the situation is. Like, um, you have to sometimes be a cheerleader for your friends or your family members to have these services done to, you know, go out there and say, Hey, look, you know, I had it done. It wasn't terrible. I lived to tell about it. 
and on and on, you know, it, so I really think that it's beneficial that we share these experiences and that's what I wanted to share. Um, I will say the mammogram center I went to was very clean. It was very organized. Um, they had lovely pink robes for, um, the patients to wear. The staff there was very nice. They had a volunteer that led you back to the room. Um, so it was great. It was very seamless how it was done. And I think that's a great thing too, when a hospital or an outpatient center really takes the time to make people feel comfortable and feel at ease. And I think sometimes, um, we get stuck if we don't like our physician or our nurse practitioner or our gynecologist or whoever we go to for care, um, sometimes we don't like them or we don't have a good rapport with them or we don't have a good feeling and that can make things a lot more difficult. It can make it feel like more of a task, more of a chore, like, oh my gosh, I have to go to the doctor now. I can't even stand this person. Like, why do I have to even see them? Like we can get into that thinking if we feel uncomfortable with our practitioner. And I think it's something that we have to really sit back and go, do I want to switch to another practitioner? Is it really that bad? Is this my anxiety talking? Is it stress? Is it situational stress around me? Is it work stress? You know, um, I think sometimes too, work becomes a great excuse to not follow up on things. Um, I know my spouse for years has been saying, well, I need to go to the dentist and I just can't leave work. Well, it's more that they don't like the dentist. It's more that they're not really in the mood to find out if they need a cavity or a root canal or a crown or whatever they need for their teeth. It's one of those things that we can tell ourselves a million excuses. We can use work as the best excuse there is. Well, I just can't take time off. So-and-so um, just went on medical leave or so-and-so's on maternity leave. Um, you know, we have a lot of excuses of why we can't go. And I think we have to put the brakes on those excuses and realize that we're talking about our health, um, that we're talking about our well-being and whether or not we really want to go see these practitioners you're probably going to say no most of the time that you don't want to go. I can't say that I'm really happy when I go to the gynecologist. I can't say that that's my place I want to be. Now, maybe if I got a lollipop after my pap smear, great. You know, <laughs> I might be a little bit more keen to go get my pap smear if I knew that I was getting a lollipop afterwards, or maybe they gave you a nice latte. Hey, we just had to scrape the inside of you. Here's the latte, you know? So I feel, I feel like there's times that, um, we need maybe a little push to get these services done, but I'm here to tell you, um, that you can do it, that you might feel embarrassed or overwhelmed by the experience, but, I think once you get it done and you go through the process and you get your results that you're going to feel better for going, whether they caught something early or whether you have nothing wrong at all, you're going to feel that sense of relief. So, um, go get your mammograms, go do your preventative services.